You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. Oh boy, good evening, good morning, and good night. Welcome to the Graceland AfterBuzz TV After Show for Episode 6, Hair of the Dog, Season 1, of course, which is actually probably one of my favorite episodes this season so far. Bing is for doing, and we are doing another After Show for Graceland on USA. I am joined here tonight by my amazing co-host, Stephanie Georgie. This is her second show. Welcome. Hello, After Buzzers! Julie, unfortunately, will not be here tonight because she had a work event she had to attend, but she will be here next week for a little bit of teaser. Brandon J. McLaren in studio, who, of course, is Jake's on the show. And that's going to be a really fun interview and break down the episode that he will be coming in for. And, oh, and I am Stephen Lemieux. I will be the host for the evening on... USA's Graceland. So tonight we're going to talk about Charlie, like going sections. It's going to be Charlie and with and the the fallback from the fallout from last episode. After last week, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to talk some Mike and Abby and maybe some conspiracies surrounding Mike and Abby, which I've been shouting about all season long. Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to jump into the main storyline because that was really the bulk of this episode that kind of brings a lot to light that we didn't know about. I mean, if you if you haven't seen tonight's episode. Do not listen to this after show. Like, goes without Too saying. Good. Too good. Goes without saying, but honestly, like, after the things we've seen this episode, like, watch the episode first, definitely. So, Charlie, we first opened the episode with a kind of like a weird cinematic sequence with Charlie's freaking out. She's coming down off her high. She's, she's falling hard. Because when you take a very, very, very hard drug, especially like a super empowered heroin that Odin mm-hmm. provided, you're going to you're going to fall hard. Yeah. And uh, if everyone remembers, last week what we left off with with her fantastic O-mouth. So we saw it actually hit her, and then this, we saw what it did. And we it saw her O-mouth, and now we saw her oh Yeah, like on some mouth. Basketball Diaries type stuff. Yeah. So, she's coming off of it. So she's high. She's coming down. She's in this room we don't really recognize. It's and not it's at Graceland. It's like a bummy place. Yeah. Empty. And- and Briggs shows up to help her, starts helping her up and everything, and he tells her that it's a CI's apartment. Mm-hmm. And she did he didn't bring her back to Graceland because if the bureau found out that she actually ingested or, you know, took real she'd real narcotics, yeah, she'd be done. Her career would be over. Absolutely. And which I it's kind of annoying because in a life or death situation it feels like that shouldn't be held against them. Oh yeah, of course. But at the same point we find later that Johnny's it's Johnny's um team could have been there mm-hmm. in the, in the split second to cover them and get them out of the situation right. if it got too hot. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that in a second, but Charlie wants to go to Graceland. It's very she emotional. Does. I was just going to say that I love that part to see her do it because it came out of nowhere and especially because Charlie's tough. Like she's the one in the in the show where she's the, you know, the badass and everything else and we love her for that, but that was that was super emotional. Like she was genuine. That's how close, that's how that's how much Graceland has become their home. That that's going to come out of her. Because when she did that, she reminded me of, you know, when, like, for instance, when I was, like, sick in the hospital once, and all I wanted to do was go home. Like, you know, when you just get so desperate, you want to get out of this place that you're not familiar with. And she said, I just want to go home. Yeah, when you're really uncomfortable, you feel sick, you feel like crap, you don't really want to be in an unfamiliar place. And it's it's also good to see the, what, uh, on the first after show we had, of course, Joe and Chris, and Joe talked a lot about how Charlie is really the mother character mm-hmm. for this house. And we didn't see so much Paige or um, uh, what's what's the other Paige or Jake's. We didn't see Jake's at all, really, mm-hmm. this episode at all, um, talking about and viewing, viewing Charlie as the mother figure. But we really, really see it with Johnny this episode. Yeah. And even a little bit with Briggs, even though they are intimate in a way, mm-hmm. it, it, it she really has come into this mother figure, and that is her position in the house. She she is the she is the person 
who kind of brings everyone together with yes. whether it be the sauce night or whether it just be her cracking jokes and which is so good that you mentioned that too because you're right now that I think about it even start even from like the prior episodes in the beginning when she's kind of consulting Mike when they're at the beach and she's like you know don't worry just do this this and that every now and again she's there to kind of help with advice she's there like you said like a mother figure where like you said also I do see it more now after seeing that moment between her and Johnny where you know they look out for each other and everything but that's a little bit later so oh well, yeah so Briggs, of course, brings her to the place, and we have that going on. She wants to go home, and then the next time we see her is she's, like, really going through the withdrawal. This is, like, the, the hounds of withdrawal. She's throwing up. She's she's kind of wondering what's up, so she starts investigating the place, mm-hmm. and she finds these cabinet doors that are locked, and mm-hmm. she can't open them. And I think that there might be something that they took out later in the episode, because I think those are the doors that had what Briggs had hidden in there mm-hmm. to pull out later. But it just shows her try to open them. And we get a call from Johnny. This is, again, kind of bringing up her mother kind of relationship with Johnny. Right, which he calls her for the good heads up. Um, that they want her to come in. And that's so scary. Her heart probably dropped at that moment to think, you know, she, it's still in her system. She's still trying to get over it. And she has to see them. If they find out, guess well, what? This is another situation where, where things that Briggs does don't go really – well, yeah. I guess – she, Briggs didn't make her inject, right? But at the same time, like Briggs, without her consent, took her to this place to cover for her. Mm-hmm. And his plan is kind of not going according to plan because he figured he could hide her away, right? Take all the blame for it. Hey, it's my fault. Blah 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 blah. But no, Caldwell, which we find out is this head guy in the bureau. I think that was his name. Was Caldwell? Mm-hmm. Wants a report at nine a.m. in the morning, and this is this is less than 48 hours after she injected herself with heroin. I mean, that's black tar heroin serious stuff. Yeah, well, and specifically what they'd given, you know, they were talking about it. This was something else, like, better than anything else that they'd had. And I think we underestimated how large this sting was mm-hmm. that we were that we were experiencing last episode because it really seemed, on the scale of the grandiose things that we've seen throughout the season, this didn't seem like that gigantic deal. But again, when it when apparently we're dealing with a setup for Odin, which is apparently a gigantic distributor. Right. The FBI had their hand in it. They and they really wanted. They were keeping a close eye on it, and that's why he wants this report because things went so bad when they really shouldn't have. Is mm-hmm. what he's trying to get at. So Charlie um, has to go to this meeting at nine a.m. and she's freaking out how to do it, and she's going to do it. Like she's not going to just skip it. Char- Briggs is like, just- yeah, it's a report. She's you know. It's like coming in a word. You can't just call out for some things depending on what they are, you know? Mandatory. Right. Mandatory. Johnny says Johnny says um, he, he wasn't asking. Right. And Caldwell seemed like kind of an ass, too. Like, mm-hmm. he seemed like that very strict guy of course. who would sell you up the river in a heartbeat mm-hmm. if it got the truth out. Yep. So we That's find... Back in the apartment. Back in the apartment where Briggs is now with Charlie... And he... They're trying to figure it out. He brings up hair of the dog. Hair of the dog is kind of like a term for, like, if you're... I think it works for more than just drugs. Right. Like, let's say if you're getting really wasted on a Saturday night and you wake up with a bad hangover in the morning... You take a shot so that you can you get take, over it. You take a shot. It's hair of the dog. It kind of throws over that that t- mm-hmm. that f- haze that you have in the morning because your mind is kind of going through a withdrawal and... Right. Per se. It gets back into your system and then you, you start behaving the way that you did afterwards. Exactly. So she, he <sighs> brings out some heroin so mad, yeah. and he wants to give her 100 milligrams, enough to make her act normal for a bit. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's it makes you mad. But at the same time, she would not have gotten through that meeting without it. True. Yeah. Which can I just say that at this point, I would like to say that I predicted uh, Oh, I can't even see. Never mind. We won't get there. I'm going to go. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to what I thought of. Remember, everybody, at this moment, I guessed something, and I think that I was right. And we'll tell you why in a second. But So here's a big star. Briggs has heroin at the ready. Yes. So Briggs And you're goes, thinking in one of those cabinets that she was looking at in the bathroom, yeah, which is why they were locked. And I'm thinking that he has a lot more than just that. Right, of course. Um, so he goes in the cabinet, gets the heroin, brings it out, and he convinces her. And she shoots up because she has to go to this meeting. Mm-hmm. So the next time we see her is right before the meeting with Briggs. And she, Briggs is worried. Mm-hmm. He's not really too happy with the plan. It's the only way to – it's the only possible solution for this problem 
And I'm sure he's worried because what does she say right before he gives it to her? I, the worst part is, I want it. Yeah. Because that's what heroin does. Like, you get hooked. This is a trained FBI, or excuse me, what is Charlie? Charlie's FBI as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a trained FBI agent who knows the rules, knows the regulations, what she's supposed to do and not to do. And she can't help it. That's the scary part. And she was right. She just wanted more. Well, there is, there is, there is that. But the, the realizing that you want it, like realizing, um, realizing a dependency and addiction is one of the first steps to stop it. Right. So if you don't realize it and you just wonder why your body is feeling sick and stuff, that's mm-hmm. kind of a problem. But when you're, like when you're going through withdrawal, you really realize why it kind of helps you to mentally be like, you're I don't okay, need man. it. This is why I want it and go through it. And if you don't know too much about heroin, we were talking about this yeah. during the show. Because I asked, which, OK, sorry, go ahead. Because for yeah. those of you, so I was saying, like, I didn't know exactly what the high was when people. So pe- heroin. people people kind of compare heroin and meth similarly but they're different i mean Mm -hmm. similar in some ways different in others they both really trigger dopamine receptors and shoot your body full of euphoria basically like i've had i mean should i say the relation i said earlier i don't know if it's inappropriate or not Mm, yeah go ahead okay so people have compared the first time you take meth or heroin as basically like a hundred or no, yeah, like a hundred, like a hundred orgasms, yeah. orgasms at the same time. Like, Which it, is just trying to emphasize the fact that it's intense. Exactly, it it really, it really just pumps your body mm-hmm. full of so many, so much of this chemical that makes you feel amazing. That's why they call it euphoria. But when you come down, the, the things you normally feel like maybe your knees hurt, maybe your hips hurt, maybe you have a headache all the time. Maybe you're that, thinking about something too much. About you yeah. don't really realize the pain because. I mean, you're so used to it. Yeah, of course. But when you're, but when you end up in euphoria for 12 hours, when you come out of euphoria, and you start, you just can only focus on these things, like the pain of the pain of living, right. basically the pain of real life, which is coming down. I mean, it's, it's known as that for a reason, and it, you just become, I guess, sad, right? That and it just gets intense too. And the fact when you start going through withdrawal, it <sighs> just makes it feel 10 times worse because right. you can only focus on it, mm-hmm. and that's why people fidget because they they're just like trying they're to focus out, on yeah. something else. Until they get that next big fix. Yeah. So just that was a little bit of side knowledge. So you understand what Charlie's going through. And so we go to this meeting. What? No, nothing. You're going. I can't wait to talk about this. Okay. So she says that she's used to playing high. But there was a great line when Briggs is like, look, there's you're used to you're used to playing high while you're sober. There's a difference between playing sober when you're high. Right. Of course. Which if you've ever tried. (laughs) Great story. Really quick story. I had a friend who was super drunk and we're like, dude, you're, you're, you're not sober. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry. I can act drunk. <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, yeah sit down. Job. It's the same thing. It's yeah. like, you, cause, because you can't focus, you're so confident, but at the same time, you're not, yeah, your, your mind is somewhere else. It's your subconscious misplaced. is taking over your conscious and then you're just nuts. And yeah. So, so Charlie answers this meeting. Caldwell's really pissed off because mm-hmm. Charlie's trying to tell the same story, but we find out that, okay, well, Quinn could have gotten 25 to life for the fact that Whistler died in the bathroom. Right. He's interrogating her at this point. Exactly. And so she gets a little bit nervous, and thank goodness our boy Johnny is there for that. But that is, but that was a good point with Caldwell, though. Right, of course. Like, 25 to life, they could have used the sentence as leverage to flip Quinn against Odin, and then they would have had Odin, and then they wouldn't have had this whole debacle. Right. But then Charlie starts fidgeting, and good thing Johnny was sitting right next to her. So he takes the fall because he doesn't know what was going on, but he saw her nervousness. Again, this is the whole Charlie being the mother kind of thing, and then us as viewers being able to see the bond that all these characters have, which is fantastic because, you know, what, what does he do? He takes the fall. She tries to say that it's not, and then at, Caldwell does, decides to agree with Johnny, which... I understand that that's because it sounds more like the truth, but that also just bothers me because, I don't know, I think he was just, like, believing the guy over the girl. Well, it was more, (sighs) it was more, he believed the person who would, he believed the person who wasn't out for himself. Like, the person who was like, look, like, this is, it was my fault, like, Mm -hmm. taking fault as opposed to placing fault nowhere. Right. And And because she was trying to avenge, or not avenge, but felt bad for Whistler, and she was just kind of scattered. Yeah, she was scattered, and Johnny had a valid point. He said, if if they had, if things have gotten more heated, escalated further, Mm -hmm. I had set up my team too far away to effectively uh, 
to effectively extinguish the situation. Right. And it was my fault because they knew that I was too far away to have helped them, so they had to get out of there quick without making a decision that would have mm-hmm. otherwise been benefited to the Bureau. Yeah. So Johnny takes the fall. And in that way, it doesn't seem like it'll be that big of a mark against him, but it's still a mark against him. But it does go back to, look, you have you have your life, you have your job, and then you have the people in Graceland, and Graceland and comes between. first. And it, like I, I feel that's what I also liked about this because as much as you know any drama that we're gonna watch, we want to see the action, but we want to see that. But I, or as a as myself, or as maybe if it's because I'm a woman, but I do like the drama a little bit. I do kind of want to see something going on, but I do I love that we're genuinely starting to see the in between. Well, like I feel like I'm growing a connection with these characters now, so that's awesome. Which I applaud the writers for that because. Uh, up in this after that moment like how that was so wonderful such a good little touch to it when he just kind of like grabs her hand relax exactly like, I'm here relax and instantly she you could see it they do that so well too you could just feel the bond I love it because you know Graceland comes first mm-hmm. and you know what else comes first Ness's girl no <laughs> our podcast on iTunes when yes. you go to iTunes do and rate it, us five stars it. and comment because we we put a lot of effort into the, these after shows and providing you guys with free content here at After Buzz TV and all we ask in return is to maybe go on YouTube and comment on our posts and everything and then definitely go to iTunes give us five stars we're at five stars mm-hmm. right now like we- us on YouTube also and don't forget After Buzzers we're here for you we're trying to you know we all we love the show you all love the show let's uh, make the most out of it and get the most out of what we can with this show Darn so, tootin'. And while you're on iTunes, you know what you can do? What is it? Tell you, me. You can search <laughs> for Zero Buddies, which is a brand new film from Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, our, yes. a, of course, our executive producers here at After Buzz. Without them, we would not have these after shows for you guys. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we got to give them a round of applause. And they have actually created this new movie mm-hmm. called The Adventures of Zero Buddies. Which is um, all fun of... You can actually get it now. Yeah. You can actually find it on iTunes or just by going to SeroBuddies.com. It's a great new comedy. It's not as dark as you would think when somebody says it's a serial, buddy road, serial killer road trip. Right, of It's course. actually just really light, kind of like <clears throat> stupid funny. <laughs> okay, so we like, got Christopher Lloyd, that? Beth Barris from Two Bar Girls, Kathy Lee Gifford. Um, it's, it's narrated by the Fonz. Right. So I mean, it's 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 just one of those movies that you'll watch. You'll you'll have a good time. You'll eat popcorn. You'll probably have a bunch of inside jokes with your right friends afterwards. And then your friends are gonna be like, "Where did? Cool. What are you talking about?" And then you'll be like, "Just watch Zero Buddies. Get with the picture. Why are you not cool? Come on, man. We don't want to talk to you anymore. You haven't seen Zero Buddies." So and this is night. It's making something kind of intense just become a little more. Let's... Exactly. When your friends haven't seen this movie, it's it's gonna outcast your other friends. So you gotta make them see it too. Right. But with music like this in the background. Come on. This Why actually, wouldn't you? want to listen to it. This is actually from the score of Zero Buddies. So anyway, definitely go and check that out. It's only $4.99 on iTunes and we'll actually have it on Blu-ray and DVD later this year. But be sure to check that out. And now let us get back to our scheduled programming of USA's Graceland. But thanks for that, guys. Good evening, good morning, and good night. Welcome back to Graceland's After Buzz TV it's, After Show. Uh, Agent Smith here and oh, Agent Banks. Let's go ahead. Agent Banks. Yes. No, I'm not doing that tonight. Okay. <laughs> So the last scene we see with Johnny and Charlie is that she's not eating and apparently she says she's down and usually she eats more when she's down. And, and this is right after they get out of the office, mind you, everybody. Like, or excuse me, the when yeah. she goes to report with Caldwell. So Johnny really cares about Charlie. Yeah. Aww. I okay. love it. So, he said, I love you. When they said I love you to each other, that was also great. Just because I feel like as adults and people who go through training like that and when you're doing things, you know, there's just not many people you can trust. And I just feel like sometimes it's silly when you talk that way. And, you know, they... Well, and there's so much you can do with dialogue like that and a scene with two people like alone together Mm -hmm. and it just shows it just goes to show that you can you can actually the direction is really well with the actors how they interact together without it turning into something more romantic right exactly which i was going to say that it's um they did an awesome job showing the platonic love that this this house has some scenes like that can go romantic really really quickly with without even the intention of it right and they did a good job with assuaging that separating it like kind of distincting the fact that although they're not related and even though human you know actions are inevitable they can still maintain that bond like that exists the the bond between friendships that are just like family genuinely like family so now let's go ahead and get into some 
Abby and Mike. Mm-hmm. Abby, Agent Abby, as I like to call right, her now. I know. Today, that for like a second, but now I have different ideas after. She knows her thing. stuff. So, okay, so Abby wants to meet Mike's roommates. And he's against it, of course, so he's like, and then she finally kind of says, you know, well, I owe Paige something. Yeah. Aw. Well, they have this cute little meeting moment, like, oh, I'm looking for a girl. Oh, what's she look like? Oh, she's super beautiful, blah, 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 blah. She's got these gorgeous doughy brown eyes and brown hair, and it it gets super, super cheesy. Hater. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Not a hater, per se. It was cute. It worked for me. (laughs) I was in love at that very moment. Well, I can't wait till she betrays him so you can fall out of love. <laughs> no, yeah, right. It's okay. So so we get that little little sneak peek. And then the next time we see them is Paige is here. Her cover is now that she's a pop singer. She moved here to be a pop singer. She's um, so cute. I love her. Right. And she's with Vance, who's a DJ. Yeah. All right. Which so they have a little moment there when they were describing it like what they did yeah and he did he kind of like fiddled around he didn't know what to say so he said he was a dj and he's like oh yeah a dj at that club down in santa Pe- san pedro or something on uh, tuesdays on tuesdays hey, ladies and gentlemen on tuesdays and then abby just happened to know it so then well i think i think it was funny at the production of our thoughts because while watching this we were thinking oh my god is he like just is he Paige's boyfriend that's, like, undercover maybe. because he knows mm-hmm. what Paige does? Like, who is this guy? And then I was like, well, maybe he's another undercover agent. And then now there's another conspiracy because apparently no one knows about anything also at he, the same time. But we were wrong. So we Mike pulls her aside and <laughs> she says, just a drug dealer guy. So did you do. bring your case on our date? Yeah. And he's like, well, Abby thinks this is a real date. And she kind of calls him out. Like, yeah, is this a real date, Mike? Because mm-hmm. you know you can't have those. They're all, they're all about hit it and quit it in Graceland. Yeah. It's like the hit it and quit it land. Hit it and quit Get out of here. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they just everyone sees them as like, oh, he's an astronaut. He, I know. He's a pilot. That's so funny. I'm surprised that they could even do that because I feel like that would be difficult. In, w- You'd think. Well, no, not for the men, obviously. With a face like Johnny Jakes, Briggs, and them, of course. I'm sure they can get it all day. But the thing is that... Char- no, but Ch- but Charlie and Paige are also very beautiful. I just feel like it's, I mean, they don't talk about it that much, which is kind of good, but it's less ac- accepted because they're women, so that sucks. But but they're also not allowed to date. So then, what, what does someone do? How I do mean, they- I think everyone knows Paige is getting a little something something all the time. I mean, Paige is that it's that's her character though. I mean, that is how she's written. Kind of. She's I think ri- that we see her. No, she's she's okay. she's written as very flirtatious and promiscuous, but mm-hmm. she's actually not. Yeah, but. I mean, you never know. I mean, she's... She's got a banging body. It didn't seem like she was that disgusted by this guy. Let's just say that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So he pulls her aside and she kind of like scolds him a bit. And we have a great line here that was one of the jokes of the show was... um, it went over my head. I didn't get it for it. But it was fun to explain because it was a good joke. I don't know if you listeners got it out there, but, but Paige says, you can't, you shouldn't start dating her. The only reason you should be dating her is if she becomes a criminal. Mm -hmm. And so Mike's like, oh... I think I just saw her steal assault and just walks away. Like end of conversation. <laughs> it. It's another. It's another great Mike moment. Like last mm-hmm. episode, and was like, "Oh, you're wrong, mm-hmm. and you're wrong. Oh, right. I think I just saw her steal assault. Bye." Which is cool. Yeah, and we're just, we're starting to see their different sides. Like because we've seen so much of the agent side from the beginning because they need to distinct the characters. So I like that we're seeing like their their personalities. And even in that moment where you see the soft side with Mike and Abby, that's kind of cool. You're just unwrapping. Well, we're also seeing that uh, Mike is kind of growing into his cojones in the Graceland house. Like Mm -hmm. when he first got here, he's like trying not to mess with anyone. Uh, And now he's like, he's kind of got his own like, Look, don't mess with me. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. And like, because he's becoming involved with his own a, like missions and whatnot. He'll he'll so. dish it as much as he'll take it. Mm-hmm. So which is which is good because otherwise you get walked all over. Right. So then we get Abby and Mike. Um Abby knows that Vance was a drug dealer. Right. Which at first made me think of exactly what you always say, that maybe she's undercover. But at the same time, she remember the scene where he calls her and then she's out with the friends. She, she seems like a party girl, so maybe she just knew because obviously she's met other drug dealers like that. Well, at the same time, she was also left alone with Vance, right? And oh. he could have just straight out like, oh, you're, asked. maybe doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, so I don't think that I don't think she used her amazing deduc- deducive skills to find mm-hmm. out. But I really think I still think she's suspicious. She's just she is just suspicious, right? 
Lordy, she's suspicious. <laughs> I totally messed up saying that. But so they oh they kiss. And then that's the last we see of Abby this episode. Good yep. riddance. Next. <laughs> and then the next part, which is so good, this really great line. Um when because we're then we see Briggs and Johnny because they and Mike, they all start talking about the mission that they want to do for uh you know the submarine and everything. Oh, are we we're gonna start at the beginning, right? Oh, okay, yeah, sorry yeah. But you can say it. Oh, uh, go. Uh, uh, you sure you sure? Yes, you can all right, all right, all right. So the new the new mission is Coast Guard uh Coast Guard finds the submarine, mm-hmm. pulls it in, uh they get the guys out, they arrest them, and Johnny is the guy who's like, Oh, it's my it's my it's my bust. Right. And there's nothing on the submarine. <laughs> It's like, oh, Johnny, good job, buddy. Um, and then Paige mentioned, this is the first time they mentioned booby traps. And there was kind of a double entendre there they were joking about with Johnny and Paige, which mm-hmm. was shown there, the kind of friendliness again. I mean, you don't know if they have something romantic yet. because they clu- They're both cool. They're so, like, laid back. I love them. But they clued at it last episode. And it's like, have kind you of. ever had a friend hook up? Yeah. And then they were both like, nah. But at the same time. It takes a thought to bring it up. Right, of course. So you got... But I mean, but look at them. Of course they're going to think it and it's going to cross their mind. But can I just also say that Johnny, especially in this episode, he's genuinely such a comic relief mm-hmm. for like any moment that goes bad. He cracks me up. He's good. He's great. Um. So then we go to Bello and Mike and we find out that the product is safe. Mm-hmm. They They tow it in a torpedo shell behind the submarine so if anyone pulls them over they can just cut it loose right so they cut it loose but bellows is bellow is still mad and fighting with the cartel and mike's like well why why are you mad it's like oh it's just an act mike it does it's, it's all business mm-hmm. i get 15 percent off i'm yeah. like damn <laughs> it's true though you go in any place you complain you right. get something a bargain's gonna be a bargain in negotiation i guess drug dealing's just the same the right? customer is always right so they do that and then uh, Mike comes up with the idea, well, hey, why don't we scam the cartel? Like, why don't we get a diver and grab the drugs, and then you get your two million in drugs, and then the cartel are the ones want- trying to find their capsule and can't find it. And Bella is kind of not on the same page, but Mike says he'll get someone right. who is a diver who's not affiliated with Bello. So if anyone asks, they won't be able to connect it to Bello. So then we get Johnny pissed about the Western films on his DVR. Mm-hmm. And then brings up, that's so funny. Films titled like this. If they're not any films, I don't want them recorded over my shows. Right. And uh, Briggs is pissed off. Briggs is pissed off of Mike's plan. And what I realized while watching this is Mike says Briggs is pissed because now we have to find a diver. We have to find a Navy SEAL, something like that. And what I realized during this is that when Mike says the Bureau can handle it, can handle finding this, Briggs doesn't want the Bureau involved. Mm-hmm. They could easily. They could easily. I have a question. Did you think that prior to what happens in the end? Oh, immediately. I wrote it in my notes. Okay. Star Briggs doesn't want the bureau involved in his case. Yeah. Okay. Um, because as soon as Mike says the bureau can handle it, they can get us a diver. All I'm thinking is, all right, we got introduced this Caldwell guy, who is keeping an eye on everything Briggs is doing, kind of with this right. with these big drug deals. Mm-hmm. This is a huge deal, and if he gets involved in it, anything, Briggs will not have his chance to skim off the top. Nope. And that's why Briggs is so against it. So Johnny ends up um, setting it up, like planned to set up. And in this episode, uh, Briggs keeps slipping because Johnny keeps being involved, I mean, without knowing what's going on and then letting know, like, yeah, this didn't happen. And then it's it's making everything much more suspicious. And then... Then we get led to the end, we, too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in between there's there's a little scene with Mike and his CO, mm-hmm. his uh, psychiatrist. And it actually shows that this is a plan to set up Briggs because he's going to he's going to basically deliver the heroin to Briggs on a silver platter and see if Briggs takes it. But nobody saw Briggs take the drugs. So there's nothing really that they can do about at this point Um, because they decided to do it under wraps. That's why I was going to say on the on the boat, they were when he makes the decision to like have him go down himself and do it because they did that without you know, consulting anyone else. Mm-hmm. That's when he's like, you know, you don't have to be the hero. I am like, the hero. I am the hero. Yeah. But then again, he's like, don't, t- he didn't tell anyone. He doesn't tell Mike about mm-hmm. that. They go and find the drugs. 
he doesn't tell the bureau it wasn't a mission it was honestly just hey let's go out and mm-hmm. check and see if we can find this torpedo to make things easier tomorrow right. when really it was Briggs scoping things out to know how he could plan it ahead to what get what he happen? wanted right yeah so we get we get a uh, we get Mike and Johnny and they're talking about why Johnny's the Navy SEAL and we learn why Johnny wasn't a Navy SEAL mm-hmm. it's because he's like being cooped up with a bunch of guys on a boat I gave. I told him my captain I had cabin fever, sent so they sent me to Iraq. Well, there you go, Johnny. And then he tried to do the Navy Seals again, and he took the test, but he didn't f- pass the test. Um, so their backup story is that they've known him five or s- five to six years, mm-hmm. and Johnny comes up with this salary thirty two five seventy five or something. It wasn't enough, so I'm been. He's been a merc for about five to six years, right? And they're friends, drinking buddies, and that. And Johnny bluffs Bello into telling what the details what the details are. Right, which he does good. I always and you know what's so funny too in the the last episode. You know, well, you know what the one between Jake's and that the wee lady. I he did the same thing where he walks away, and Johnny always catches me off guard because I'm like, what is he going to do? Because it's almost he has this whole I don't give a you know anything about this what's going on, and it worked. He walks away, bam, he tells him his. He's going to get him shot this season. Yeah, right. No, he's not going to die, but it's going to get him shot this season. I'll go on the show and shoot the other character. No, I swear to, I swear <laughs> to God, Johnny's going to pull... I mean, every character does things that's like in, instinct, yeah. but at the same time, instinct doesn't go all according to plan. Mm-hmm. plan. And I got to say, we haven't seen enough instinct failing. Right. And I really think it's going to... like this Every time that scene but comes up... But they're trained for it, too. I feel like he says it delicately enough or respectfully enough to where they don't get angry. They just see that... Because he mentioned before, look, it, I'm not going to lose my life for this. So if I don't have detail, then I'm not, you know, he want, he, all he did was tell Bello that I want to be well informed so that I do my job well. Yeah, but Bello, he knows that Bello would kill him before he exited that place. Yeah. So we're going to see, they're trained for it. Training can only take you so far, though. They're, in training, you know everything that, you don't know everything that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. But when you're in close training, there are things that you can do to fix the problems Mm -hmm. but there's there's an infinitesimal amount of things that can go wrong in the field that may not have anything that you can do with training to fix right and getting shot in the back while you're walking away is one of them no because you you can't like walk away and be like like you have to walk away you have to do a heat run (laughs) no you got to walk away and be confident and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out and you get shot yeah. And I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen to Johnny this season. But um you stay trying to like telling everybody. So while we watch the show, Stephen always says, "No, what's going to happen is this, 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 and that." And I get so mad because I always go, "Really? Like, but you haven't seen the show, yeah? Or well, at least, but I one. wasn't wrong." <laughs> Anyways, I next. mean, my predi- my prediction last week was pretty pretty spot on. Yeah. Um. So the deal's twenty thousand. Um, Johnny almost, Johnny almost screws his cover a little bit, mm-hmm. um, except for the fact that, I mean, he kind of guessed what was in the torpedo if he didn't know before, because he makes a reference when they're filling out this map and they're trying to figure out what the radar is. And he says, the torpedo is the eight ball. And he's like, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? An eight ball is a drug term for right. heroin. So of course saying it's the eight ball, he doesn't know there's heroin in this capsule unless yeah. he had talked to someone previously. Right. So Dumb jokes like that can also get you in Atlanta heat if Bello had noticed it. Um, so they're going to use a multi-V radar fix wide scan to find where this torpedo is. They do that with – he ends up doing that with Briggs, of course. Mm-hmm. That was the boat meeting that we talk about. And da, 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 da. They Just find out that there's my the bomb notes, on man. there. They have to disarm it. Yeah. That's when he, that's when the hero line comes in. And we see the SS Scatterbrain. Mm-hmm. That is that is the boat they're driving. Mm-hmm. Um so Johnny this is also where we see that Johnny's really pissed off. Like when they're on the boat looking for it, Johnny's really pissed off at Briggs. Right. Because he did this to to Charlie. Mm-hmm. And he 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 still keeps it professional by going back to the work and doing the work, but at the same time he's not giving Briggs that yeah. that friendliness that like, let's not do anything else. I want to see where the torpedo's at, figure what we have to do, and that's it. Done. So they find it. It's a uh, mm-hmm. MK-46 military torpedo. They find out that it's still armed. Of course, he says he's the hero. And then we are brought to Mission Retrieve. It was, it was kind of a quick, quick, like, 
night gone then it's daytime they're on the boat and it's mike john mike johnny bello and bello's dude with the big ass gun they're all ready to go they're all ready to go and we see uh briggs has his things his people set up on a pier a while back with everything set up so they can hear and talk to Johnny. Mm-hmm. And so Mike can talk to Johnny a little bit. I think right. it's probably a two. Which that kept scaring me because like, I was so nervous that at one point. Briggs would hear it? No, no, no. no. At one point. I mean, uh, Bellow. Yes. Because I was like, how, what is he doing? He's underwater. How does he figure out which button to press to it's talk to certain. two channel radio systems that they're probably using. But I'm like, underwater? So, like, yes. Exactly. You're going to click so it with your tongue? You can. You, people, I send the wrong text to the wrong person and it visually tells me that whose name it is. You know, when you're just. Who knows? What many if many relationships have ended that way. No, <laughs> no but um, so another good part, again, this has to do with the relationship within the house when because they know that Johnny's going to, you know, disarm the yeah. torpedo. The moment also right before he goes in, like, you know, the look that he has with Mike and like, you know. Well, it was also the look when Bello takes the takes the radio away from Mike because mm-hmm. Mike can't communicate with Johnny anymore. Yeah, Mike can't say anything to Johnny. That's why he has to communicate through Big Briggs with his wire, mm-hmm. which is already very like conspicuous. Like, hey Briggs, yeah. I'm gonna, gonna just talk. Hey, hey Bello, Bello. Um, excuse me for a moment while I talk to my shoulder. <laughs> hey Briggs, like <laughs> stuff's going down. Hey. So he gets his message to Briggs, like you know, there's gonna he's gonna kill Johnny. He's gonna straight up just kill Johnny. Yeah, convinces him. Let me give him a soldier's death. There's something even even in the world today. There's something to be said for people. People will still feel prideful in an execution as opposed to just being gunned down like a dog. Right, of course. In, in some way. So, of course, if you're going to have to kill your friend, he'd, he'd rather do it himself than just have some random dude shoot him with an AK-47 or whatever that gun right, was, course. N16. And and that, yeah, like you said, it's like a pride thing. I mean, I think I would do this. Yeah, sorry. And plus, if you're going to betray your friend like that, I mean, no, it's out of it. it's almost out of a defense thing, too, because like you said, you don't want to just get shot by anybody. That's, yeah, that's your person. Absolutely. So he he decides that he'll he'll be the one to kill Johnny, which is a great part too because you just see the nerves on Mike's face. Because at this point, Mike doesn't know. What's Mike didn't on? know about the the bomb. Mm-mm. Mike didn't know that it was our that they already knew about it. He didn't know that they already planned to well, have he to just disarm knew that it. Johnny knew how to do it right, and that it was going to be easy, and that was it. No, all he knew, what he thought at this point was that Johnny came up on a bomb. That he was going to have to disarm in the field without any without any real refresher knowledge. Mm-hmm. The fact being is Johnny knew about the bomb beforehand. He knew what kind of missile it was. Well, yeah, he no, could I look know. it up right that night and figure out. Oh, this is the easiest thing in the world to disarm. Of course, yeah. So Johnny disarm. So we see an explosion in the water, mm-hmm. which is a little bit further away from the boat, and we think that Johnny's John- dead. We think that Johnny's dead. Or at least Mike does because he does again, like we said, he doesn't know that everyone else is like behind him or that it was gonna or that they were gonna let it explode because the goal was to just disarmament. And then bam. Oh, his eyes just fill up and it's just so scary. Good acting. I mean, we all know oh fantastic great acting. And I love that I love that they're both like pissed for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Mike is pissed because of course he thinks Johnny's dead and Bellows is pissed because of his like, drugs. You told me you gave somebody good da, 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 makes it intense, which is so funny. You told me you. he was the best in the world. Yes. And right after Bello asks Mike to, or lets Mike shoot him, he says, he Michael, says, I am says, sorry for the way that I was acting. I overreacted. <laughs> I overreacted. They go, and I'm sorry for your loss. I am sorry for your loss. <laughs> Thanks, boss, but. But at the same time, you gotta, you gotta understand with Bello, it's all business. He was gonna give Mike his cut, that's 25 grand. Mm-hmm. He was gonna give his cut, and he had his number one guy shoot himself. Yeah. You can't forget that. Yeah. He doesn't really value mm-hmm. people. It's money. It's money, 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 and drugs. Right. Probably a lot of drugs, 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 drugs too. But, I mean, he had his best friend who's been there started from the bottom now he was there <laughs> get out of here again. <laughs> he had him put a gun in his mouth and shoot his own head off right, i mean of that's course. no yeah there's he's not he's not merciful he's he is not a bad man and it also makes me feel like he still knows that mike is mm-hmm. a cop trying to make him shoot his which own is friend frustrating because I, i'm not gonna lie bello has this level which again makes him a boss of where you where he demands respect but for a reasonable reason because he's an educated man He's, How do you not give an educated man respect? He's a very intelligent man. And it, as as people will read online, too, they, that psychopaths have – there's some traits like that psychopaths have that, mm-hmm. that people who are very good at business also pertain to have. Of course. Like different like ways of thinking. And 
business is business. You right. shut off the emotions when it comes to business, and this mm-hmm. is the kind of man Bellows is. And when it affects business, he'll take out anyone, even his own, even his own guy. Yep. So we see the explosion. Everyone's freaking out, and we know Johnny's not dead. Like we, because we're talking about it, we're like, he's not dead. There's no way he's dead. Yeah. But, but the d- good part is, is still he might he brings you back to that. He lets you know how it would feel because you're, for, for instance, myself. I just it made me nervous because I'm like, oh man. But at the same no, but what at the, what I'm saying is at the same time. People who aren't paying this close attention to the show, who are just watching the show, mm-hmm. they they filmed it in such a way with the radio going dead, with the next scene with Mike oh, on the stairwell. Excuse me, pause. Where you said that we filmed it. Um, I apologize for not writing this down, but one of our YouTube viewers did ask us because there's a bit of a confusion of where as to where Graceland was being filmed. It is being filmed here in Los Angeles, and that's all I wanted to say. I'm fairly I'm fairly sure it is. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm fairly sure they said they filmed the pilot, I believe, in, in Florida. Florida. And then they moved to Los Angeles and they found a different location and everything. And now I think it's in Malibu, I believe. But yes, so they filmed it in such a way that someone who's not paying so close attention Mm -hmm. would have that feeling that Mike, that Johnny died. They would have that feeling because, of course, you have Mike. They don't know that Briggs didn't tell him about the bomb. Mm -hmm. They don't know all this background information and the radio being cut and Mike calling Briggs and not being able to get a hold of him. You would have assumed that Mike had called Johnny already. Mm -hmm. But... He didn't. He didn't. He storms into the office. Storms in the office. Um, Mike's a total mess. He is. Oh, he's so sweet. And I gotta say, it's it's kind of Mike's character is really experiencing some pretty terrible things. I mean, he had he had a man kill himself in front of him with which kind of put him off kilter. Right. And that was only like three episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And now, already again, he experiences the loss of, like, one of his best friends. I mean, from the beginning, Johnny's the guy who showed him around, who talked to him, who's loose, who's not his training officer. Like, he's going to have a friend there, and we we obviously haven't seen that many interactions between him and Jake's. It's his boy. It's his only boy there right now. Yeah, so it's it's, it's tough. It's tough on Mike. Really tough on Mike. So, of course, he finds out that Johnny's fine. Johnny's, like, eating a sandwich. Yeah, right behind him is like, hey, man, we did good. (laughs) So he hugs Johnny. Sees Briggs, not and not. Briggs is like, well, it was for the mission, blah blah. I called an audible, bomb. Mm-hmm. just runs. That was a great wide, great wide shot. That was. Usually, people will try to film a sucker punch from, uh, from like a over the shoulder or maybe mm-hmm. like a, a lower angle up to just kind of cheat it a little bit more. No, they, this they, is straight they, up. We saw the momentum in that. This is straight up right to each other. Smack. We did. That was great. It was a very, very well filmed shot. Loved Which this. is good too because, you know, even in this moment you you begin to see Mike seeing Briggs in a different light because things like this keeps happening. And yet, like, I and I would be mad too because I get that it's a part of the job and these guys have to do certain things where, like they said, you know, in order to for my life to be okay, I need details. Details are important. But Briggs is just doing these random things that are somewhat shady, somewhat selfish, and then also just not knowledgeable enough. I'm sure you've experienced it sometime in your life mm-hmm. where you know how to do something right and somebody is doing it wrong and they're getting better results than you. Right. And that's a very irritating feeling. And that's kind of what Mike is feeling at the moment. But the same fact, the thing that, he, that Briggs is doing wrong is putting other things in jeopardy. Like, right. he's... It's like trying to make a bomb around other people. You know how to do it right, and you see mm-hmm. someone next to you trying to make a bomb, doing it wrong. The bomb could work, but at the same time, it could also blow up in your face and kill everyone around you. Well, yeah, while you're doing it. So Briggs is just like, he's a crappy bomb maker, basically, in this metaphor. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I like to use analogy or metaphor. So No, that was good, but I'm just saying, I don't know if I agree or not. But. You don't? Mm, okay. So... We find out that they, they got the heroin, mm-hmm. they got the drugs, they got the missile. All they did was blow up the syntax that was connected to the missile. And um, they they comment that this thing wasn't packed full. Usually they'd pack it all the way full. Mm-hmm. And immediately I was just like, mother girl. Yeah. Briggs, Briggs took it. Briggs the load immediately... Is Immediately we think Briggs took it. Right, of course. Which makes me sad, too, because that's, I mean, that's not what I want to... And it's, again, it's another drug bust that's not going to get press. Briggs says, it won't get any press. Nobody's going to know about it because we can't let Bello know we got it. Of course. So, of course, everything's under the table. Mm -hmm. And now that's when Johnny kind of throws up. He's like, well, no, I headed home in a cab. I let Briggs take the bust in. Yeah. And that's... 
okay, definitely. That's the writers telling everyone who hasn't figured it out already. Hey, mm-hmm. Briggs Which has is the drugs. Too. He did things like, no, as soon as I did it, I left. Why? Because Johnny was mad at Briggs. Perfect opportunity for Briggs to get what he wanted because Johnny wanted to get away from him. And then, bam. So Mike follows Briggs. He's holding a duffel bag. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's in the duffel bag, but he's holding a duffel bag. We assume it's the heroin, blah, 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 blah. But then we see a little scene with Charlie home with Johnny, and they have that nice little intimate watching the ocean. Mm-hmm. But it's more of like the mother-son kind of thing. He's yeah. just glad she's home. Briggs doesn't know she's home, but right. she wanted to go home, and that's that's where her family is. So Briggs is driving, doing kind of a heat run. Not really, but Mike is following him, and he pulls up to the sketchy place. I knew it, man. I knew it. Well, I didn't know where he was going to, but... He goes to the sketchy. Sorry, if you don't mind, I want to. I'm like excited to just say see it. it. Yeah, so he goes to this place, and you know, Mike does a good job at following him, which I'm surprised because I thought I'm I thought that maybe he was just going to come around and be like, "Why are you following me?" But no, he gets to the spot. There's a light coming from a door. He opens the door lightly, and there Briggs is standing at a. Well, first you're kind of confused. I thought that he was about to teach a class for like a second. So I was yeah, like, for maybe like a few seconds. Th- and maybe he's just doing like a work thing. Uh, but no, and what's the the great line that we hear? Hi, my name is Paul, whatever, and I'm in heroin. He looks at Mike first too. Yeah, and he sees him first. Which I have to say, in the when we saw it, remember what I said? I'm like, I bet you that's not Briggs's uh, CI's house. I bet you it's his house. I bet you it's his house. Especially the way that he grabbed the heroin and like you know exactly where it is. It's like you know, bedding and everything. You and wouldn't... then it was. And also, why would a CI just give up? Where did the guy go? He I mean, I know that they could have hooked him up, but still. He wouldn't let Charlie stay in a place mm-hmm. he didn't find safe. And, and he, it was empty. There wasn't anything in there. There yeah. was, and it would be per, and it just would make sense because you, okay, every, the whole thing was that you thought that he was just trying to get in on, like, selling your money and, you know, try to live well because that's what the, the hints are. But it could just be that. And you know what I said when we saw this scene with him at the head saying, I'm Paul Briggs and I'm mm-hmm. a heroin user? Lie! Yeah, lie. I don't know. It could be. It could be. Total lie. It could be. He knows Mike is on to him. He's known from the freaking beginning, especially when he asked Mike that question, putting a gun to his head. Mm-hmm. And you never knew what he really wanted to expect, what he was expecting right, Mike course. to say. And this was after him looking at the like his file, like, why all of a sudden? He knows it's a lie. He knew Mike was following him. He knew that Mike would follow him. He was carrying a duffel bag just so Mike would follow him. He made it so obvious with the heroin. Come on. He went to that meeting because he knew Mike would follow him. And immediately in the previews for next episode, we see Mike saying, we got to help Briggs. He's a good guy. There you go. Briggs got Mike on his side. But that's like irritating because he... First of all... From the beginning, we know that Mike is he follows the books rule by rule, rule guy. What do they do? They compare him to Paul Briggs. Why would why would Briggs even assume that he wouldn't just go straight, you know, or, or having to let somebody know? And then what I love too is that in the for next week when Paige goes, it doesn't matter. Great line: addicts can never be trusted, and it's true. You know, if he is, then it's just to to save his own butt so that he can keep going. There's just no way. There is just absolutely no way. You can be a functioning alcoholic. Granted, you shouldn't, but you can be. Zen? But but maybe he he learned how to be high and act sober. No. No. Because he... He was. He didn't. Have, he doesn't have track marks. Tell me no. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying no right now. I'm saying this is no. Let's do. Let's this do is too obvious. Okay, we can go into predictions. Let's do some predictions, everybody. Our let's only. See. Well, they're switching out right now. Okay. But the only the only person the only news and gossip was Brandon J McLaren is coming in next mm-hmm. week. He's coming in next week. He's coming in next week. No, but <laughs> I'm so he's so cool. Jake's is such a cool guy, right? I'm totally gonna feel like an agent next. And week. we totally haven't seen him, so he better be pretty proud of Aminet next week's episode. Um, okay. <laughs> if not, it's okay. We'll have great questions for him. I love the writing for the show, but this is just way too left field that it's so obvious that Briggs is just, its pull, he's pulling one over on Mike. We don't know. Or maybe they know that that's what everyone's thinking and they really he is going to be, or maybe it's going to be something we don't even know. No, because, yeah, there's the predictions. There you go, predictions. Now, Briggs is way too intelligent. He's way too put together. Mm-hmm. And somebody who's worried about getting their next fix or anything or even Which they say that too this is in the scene there's, uh, this is going to make you feel even better okay so i don't oh, think no, that that was a Charlie. lie i don't think that was a lie i think that is how he got his connections i think that's from the past though 
that was from the past. He got his connections with, with the Odin, and that was when he was Andy. Mm-hmm. Or I think that was his name, right, Andy? Mm-hmm. Okay, but... No, Odin. Oh, no, Odin, but what was Briggs's... What do you mean? Briggs's cover name with Odin. Eric. Eric, that's Eric, right. Because when Briggs Eric was Eric and Kate. So Eric and Kate, I think that Eric was kidnapped and put on heroin or something like that back in back in the olden days, and that was a flashback. And that might have been what changed Briggs, and we'll find that that's one of the things that changed Briggs. But there is no way that Briggs is a heroin dealer, or not a heroin dealer, but a heroin addict. Just or from, that guy is actually talking to Charlie. Well, there you go. Just um, honestly, I mean, looking at his character, there's no way that somebody can come up with these with these things. And get away from Graceland every, like, five hours to get his next fix and then come back to Graceland. <laughs> There's just no way. It doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. And I think, if anything, he's taking the heroin and he's selling it. Or he's making deals with the Khazar cartel. Because, honestly, Briggs Briggs is the neutral evil guy. He's, he's chaotic neutral, whatever you want to call it. He is always after the big picture mm-hmm. in the case. So we always we thought that he was making another deal with with Odin with that heroin that he stole, mm-hmm. but he might be saving up this heroin. He might be making small deals here and there with an even bigger fish. And his main goal right now is to get this bigger fish. And we're going to find out about this. He's going to let Mike in on this huge case that we don't know about that the FBI doesn't even know about <laughs> later in this season. I go in depth with this stuff. I know. <laughs> I go, I oh go ham God. on these predictions. I know. Sometimes it makes me mad. I'm like, I don't even want to predict anything anymore. Get out of here. Briggs, <laughs> it, just think about it. It makes sense. If there's such a big case that Briggs does not want Mike in on it for reasons other than he has no, to take the heroin. The way you're predicting it is just in the prediction of what all of their, why they're investigating him. I think that they're going to be wrong. I think that Briggs is just going to be. No. Anyways, yeah. I guess we're gonna find. Yeah, out. Briggs. Briggs is not gonna be who the FBI is investigating for. They're gonna find this huge case that Briggs has been working on under their back, like behind their back, trying to take it down because he has to use unlawful means to get to where he You're needs to get. You're Mike. Him. I'm Briggs. Let's just. I'm gonna say that if we were both agents in that house, you no, would be like, I'm Briggs. Banks. <laughs> And you. No, I'm Stephanie Georgie. If you guys want to talk to me, talk about the show, talk about absolutely anything, please follow me on Twitter or on Instagram. My Twitter is at Stephanie with a PH, Georgie with a G I O R G I, last name, or on my Instagram at Steffi with a Y, G47. And you guys can find my friend over here. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S D P H E N L E M I E U X, all one word, or on Facebook, check out my photography at SR Lemieux Photo, or you can also also check me out on the Dexter After Show here at AfterBuzz TV, as well as the Get It Alive with Bear Grylls, this Graceland After Show, and ABC Family's Twisted on Tuesday nights. Thank you again for joining us for another After Thank Show you. for Graceland on USA. Tell your friends, uh, everybody. Tune in for Brandon Jeremy Clary next week, and we will see you next week. Good evening, good morning, and good night. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.